You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome back to another episode of After the Jack. It's Tyler Ma here, back in the studio for the first time uh, this year. And uh, as always, with me by my side is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back to me and uh, hello to you. Yes, the prodigal son has returned. Good to have you back, Tyler. Thanks for the introduction. And uh, how was the trip? Yeah, it was good. Good, good to have a, a few weeks off, and uh, sometimes can be hard to fit it into the calendar. But uh, you know, Christmas, January, usually a good time to try and get away. So uh, yeah, back and uh, refreshed and ready to go. Got away and moved house. I understand as well. So it's been a busy period for you. Yeah, yeah, not much rest and recuperation, but um, you know, enjoying my new lawn and um, keeping that uh, nice and tidy. So we'll, we'll see how that goes through the rest of the summer. Yeah, great to have you back and. Uh, ready for another big uh, or jam-packed sort of last month of the regular season for the bowls. Certainly, and I must say thank you to uh, Aidan Payne, uh, sports editor here at the News, for, for stepping in uh, and uh, keeping uh, Brian Nisbet on his toes. Brian, uh, welcome back. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, welcome, Ash. And, yeah, good to see you back in the chair steering the ship as usual. Certainly, and, uh, Brian, you've uh, brought along a guest, uh, I think, for the first time in a fair while, uh, yeah, you, you you promised me at the start of the season that you'd be you'd be better, but you're just leaning on roaming Brian a bit too much for my liking. But uh, well, yeah, we're back in person today. Roaming Brian has uh, having a rest this week, gone on hiatus. Yep, yeah, that's right. And it's with much pleasure, uh, my special guest or our special guest rather is Kel, Kelvin Rogash from the Shepparton Park Bowling Club. He's a uh, chairman there. Is that the right title? That's the correct correct title. Welcome, Thanks, Kelvin. Brian. Thank you kindly. Good to now, be here. Yeah, we'll kick off. Um, your club's ticking along nicely. Uh, the Vic Open was a huge success and your club catered so well for 10 years for this prestigious event and you and the members who volunteered uh, did a sterling job and I personally will miss it and going down the park, I enjoyed it down there. The food, coffee, everything was spot on and... So will the majority of bowlers, I believe. Yeah, look, it's been a, a great event for the club and really a great event for the whole area. Um, it takes a lot of work to, to put it on, uh, a lot of preparation uh, and a lot of manpower on the, on the, for the whole eight days that it was on. Uh, anything from starting the barbecue at um, 7 o'clock or whatever the case was, you know, greens, the bar, the... Kitchen, everything. So it's um, it's a great effort by everyone, and and everyone that was rostered on, they rocked up and they did a magnificent job. Yes, yeah, so look, um, I think Ash and Tyler will, will back me up there. Other clubs did participate, of course, all the little clubs and medium sized clubs, but uh, your club was a centre of attention for all the finals, and. And I think the the um, supporters and that enjoyed the facilities as well as the players, Ash. Yeah, and look, um, obviously it was sort of a bit of a brainchild of a few Shepparton Park members many, many years ago, the late Dave Hardy and and Jeff Boyle and John Wallace and Frank Watson. And um, obviously with Shep Park's facilities allowed it to, to be, I guess, the centrepiece of, of the event. But of course, it couldn't go ahead without the regional clubs as well and the other GV clubs and obviously as it got bigger and bigger over the last past 10 years it um, it expanded to clubs like Tongala and Rich River and Avenal and and all those sorts of things so I mean um, Shepparton Park was the centrepiece and the focal point but um, everyone else was needed to chip in as well to to host different days as well Calvin. 
Yeah, look, we ended up having, I think it was 22 clubs involved this year. Uh, a couple of those were last-minute fill-ins because of the floods. Um, yeah. And look, even our club, we had uh, a few dramas leading up to it. Uh, we had to replace a couple of pumps that were um, put underwater, shall we say. <laughs> um, so, look, it was good. We, we survived it and, and really thankful to those other clubs for stepping up. But, um, yeah, look, it is a central spot for it. And uh, I think a lot of people come back and... You know, events on on a regular basis all around the place. So it was really good. And I think um, this year probably the scheduling was a, a probably a, a good thing for the volunteers as well. There weren't as many late night games being played. There wasn't a big backlog as as we've seen in past years with weather events and things like that. And quite often games were shifted to Shep Park because of the undercover facilities and you'd be playing until 11, 12 o'clock at the night. So I guess the um, the volunteers were probably happy about that as well in the last couple of years. Yeah, look, they would have been. Um, I must admit, Jimmy from Bowles Vic had said at the start, you know, we plan on having no night matches. Well, uh, and we said good luck to that. Well, <laughs> it only ended up being, I think, two nights we had to have them. So pretty good all round. Yeah, yep. Brian? Now your greens have um, uh, were rated very highly in the area since uh, Shane Walsh took over and he's to be commended on the job he's done. Considering we had no spring, they were good for the Vic Open um, all the players were um, in um, complimented on how good they were running considering the weather we'd had but preceding that, the floods and everything. Now I reckon you're a prime candidate for the grand final. Um, if Shep Park aren't participating in it, now I'll just throw this at you, Calvin. Uh, what do you think of the grand final for Division One um, being shifted back to a Saturday instead of Sunday, where all other division players can watch it? Uh, look, I'm probably in two minds. We, we last year we had the the midweek finals there. Now, all six divisions were on the same day and it was an absolutely magnificent day. Uh, even the, those that travelled over from Alexandra and Eildon um, for the day, they, they enjoyed the fact that there was everyone there at the t- same time and it was, it was absolutely fantastic. The unfortunate thing, obviously, we couldn't have it there if, if we were going to be in it, but um, yeah, unfortunately we weren't, but it made for a good day for it. Uh, look, I'm... Um, I'm really not, um, yeah. I'm not in favour, but I'm not against, yeah, having it all together on the Saturday because it makes for a great day. Or alternatively, having the one day for the Sunday. So I'm, I'm a bit on, on both sides of the fence on this one. I, I guess where you sort of raise the point of the midweek last year is because. Um, those those grades are three rinks, so you could sort of jam pack them all into a facility with three large greens like Shep Park. Whereas obviously with the Saturday pennant, I don't think you'd be able to fit all seven divisions in at Shep Park. You'd have to have a couple here and there, so um, it makes it a little bit tougher that way. And especially having four rinks in the in the higher grades as well, so they, they will be spread out a little bit more. Um, and I know Brian, you're you're a big advocate for having the Division One as sort of the showpiece game on the Sunday, and certainly, you know, live streaming it the last couple of years at Shep Park, it um it has had that atmosphere, hasn't it? When um it's been the only game on, and particularly with Tally last year winning the Division Three and Five, and having all those players there supporting their Division One on the Sunday, and even Shep Golf in recent years, you know, they've quite often been successful in lower grades, and then been able to watch their Division One on the Sunday. It does create that buzz, doesn't it, Brian? I certainly um, believe it does. And, uh, well, there's, you're not going to get the spectators there for the Division 1 final, are you? If you, if you have Division 2, say, for instance, at Shep Park, mm-hmm. for a 
one know, and two. Yep. Yeah, one and two, and perhaps Division three. Yep. You'll get a reasonable crowd, no doubt about it. But I don't think you could have any more than probably three divisions. And I guess it depends on the clubs represented um, and, and where you sort of, you know, if you're trying to have, say, three club, uh, three divisions from the same club at the same venue, it might create a bit of a crowd that way. But if yes, you've got sort of yeah. five or six clubs represented across three grades, um, you, you know, you might get even more there because you've got a contingent from more clubs represented. My two cents uh, as a member of the media is that uh, I uh, am very happy that it's no longer on a Sunday. <laughs> Uh, deadlines Deadline are, purposes, yeah uh, Very, very hard to meet when the grand final's still going at 6 o'clock on a Sunday evening But um, I think if you are going to change it, why not have a crack at, at creating something something magnificent Something like a, a Div 2 on a Friday night um, The five of the lower divisions starting at um, you know 11 o'clock on, on the Saturday And then all culminating in Div 1 starting at 4 o'clock or something like that And have a twilight game You know, if, if you're going to change it... Um, Fair enough, but uh, why not go further? And if it doesn't mm. work, you know, go back to everyone starting at twelve o'clock on a Saturday, whatever. But um, I, I think there's a, there's a perfect opportunity there for a, for a carnival of, of grand final bowls uh, rather than just um, you know everyone missing out on seeing everyone else. Because if you if you did if you've got seven divisions and you took two games away from the the main start time, um, you'd be able to fit you'd be so close to fitting five divs across the, the, the three greens, especially if it's a few of the lower divs. Yeah, because they've only got sort of two or three rinks. Yeah, well, that's that's a good idea to raise. I hadn't thought of, you know, stretching it out across sort of a day and a half sort of thing, a Friday night and then culminating in a twilight grand final, something to consider for sure. Yeah, I'll go along with that, Tyler. We even uh, discussed this a few years back. Um, I was an advocate for Division Two. Playing on a Saturday morning, starting at say nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and then Division One starting at one thirty. Yep, two o'clock. They could play straight through. Yep, and I don't. Bendigo's tried that with their midweek grand final starting Saturday morning at nine, and then the the weekend pennant started. The grand final was after that. Okay. Yep. So the midweek Division One. Yeah, for one final. year they. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It only lasted one season though. So. Yep. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, trying something, and if it doesn't work, no, you just no. move on to something else. No, that's For right. sure. Now, Kelvin, uh, you recruited pretty well in the off-season. Uh, you picked up Graham Myers, who's a renowned class bowler, and Dylan Hearn, who hasn't played for 10 years, but he won the club championship at East Shepparton in his last season, and he's still only 28, I believe. And so, and Plus, it was great to see that Paul Nichols who'd coached there for probably four years or so, he stayed with the club. So I reckon that's fantastic. A guy that lives in Avonall and he's still uh, going to come back and play for the club. He's obviously enjoyed it there uh, with the with the, the his support from the club and his fellow players. Yeah, look, we've been really happy with all three. Um, good to see Graham Graham come across and um, and Dylan. He's he's a really you know, really smooth bowler, uh, fitting you know well back into the club, which is great. And with Paul, um, look, he did find it difficult with during the COVID bit as far as um, coaching. You know, being down in Melbourne and you know depending on the contacts there, then he may or may not have been able to come up here and stuff like that. So. Um, he, I, I think he just wanted he wanted to have a, a year where he could just 
you know, relax and just concentrate on his bowls. Um, and look, personally, I think he's, he's bowling a lot better this year than he than he had been last year, and, and so on with the breaks. So um, I, th- I think it's you know it's going really well for the club, and we hope it continues. Well, I, th- I think his pennant results this year would indicate he's, he's much more relaxed about his approach to the game and there's not as much pressure on him during the week in terms of his preparation and things like that. And he, he made our club singles final in in, um, in A grade as well. So, um, yeah, I think he has really thrived from just having that, that time to breathe and um, and focus on other things rather than coaching as well. Yeah, and I must admit with the, um, with the final for the... Men's pairs the other day, um, as you said at the finish, I finally won one. He said, I've been runner-up so many times, so maybe the relaxing has helped him a bit. Yeah, the mixed pairs, um, that was certainly a, a cliffhanger. We might touch on that a little bit later on, Brian. Yeah, look, uh, as far as Paul Nichols goes, I think he's, overall, he's, he coached at East and the Gamby and at Chep Park. I think he's been the best, the most, the best and most consistent coach He's always given up more time than any other coach. I, can't, I believe the time he, he used to come up and coach at Shep Park during the winter on a Saturday mm. and didn't have a select squad on Sunday. I mean, yes. how many coaches would do that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I written um, full credit to him, and he's a great bloke. He's a fantastic ambassador for bowls. Uh, and you're going pretty well in the pennant, Calvin. You're, you're Division One and Two, you're both in... Uh, the weekend uh, four in the Saturday pennant and your midweek division one and two. I don't know about your other divisions. I just uh, concentrated on those two. So you'd be happy with the way you're going? Yeah, look, we're, we're always happy. Um, you're happy with a few more uh, wins, but um, we've had a, a few really tight tussles, especially in the twos where I think we've had... Um, uh, both times against Kai, we've lost by two shots, uh, and we had another one where it was a, a very close tussle. And I, I seem to recall having a, a close tussle against you, Brian. Had, yeah. had our score end up? Yeah, what a game! Yeah, a tie. It was a really good game. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. It was. A, it was, it was a, a pleasure to play against you too. We played in good spirits. And uh, what sort of yeah. tactics do you employ? Because you're a skipper in Division Two, Calvin. What sort of tactics did you try and employ against the great man here on that particular day? Is there anything that can can shake him or rattle him at all? or Yeah, look, I, I, th- I thought there was a brilliant move where we our aim was to get one really close to the kitty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good and, thinking, and, and you And you would have just tried to ping it off, Brian, every time? Yeah, well, I I think my upshots have improved. I must admit I'm, I do have my days where I miss more than I, you know, can. I think most bowlers are in that category. But Kelvin plays a similar game to me, I think he's... He's rarely short and he gives his bowl a chance. And I think we had a very good battle and uh, so did all the players in the lead second and third positions. Yeah, no, it, was, it was a good day. I'd, I'd sort of bump one out, one of theirs out for Holdersworth about three and then Brian would just come in and just draw it. Yeah. The Division 2 comp this year, Calvin's quite interesting. You mentioned Kybram's on top of the ladder, but um, you've run them really close both times and it's probably only one um, rink that was decisive in sort of deciding the overall each time. And then you've got the likes of yourself and Shep Golf who are sort of always around the mark. Tally's come up this year. Your role was around the mark as well. How do you sort of see things going into the last sort of month of the home and away season? Look, I think it's probably still going to keep along the same sort of battle. Uh, Euro is always going to be tough to, to beat, whether it be over there or, or at, at, at our clubs. But um, And it's, it's really going to be a, a toss-up as to 
who actually makes it into that final four. Yeah, I think, I think it'll come down to the last the last round. Yeah, yeah, and and I, and I think. Um, you know, sort of uh, the way the form lines have been going, everyone's sort of been beating everyone on their day. Like I know Park, um, our guys beat golf before Christmas and then your Kai games have been close and then Tally was close as well. And, you know, your rowers sort of beat a couple of them as well. So it's very, very hard to pick, I think, the Div 2 comp. Yeah, it's a good competition. Marupna Golf have probably lifted their game in the last few weeks. Yep. We play them this week, and it won't be an easy game over there. No, so I could, you know, you have to give them a big chance of upsetting us because we've had a couple of big defeats. So, well, they pushed Park a couple of weeks ago, they didn't did. they, Carl? Yes. Yeah. Look, yeah. we yeah, it was a battle till about till about halfway, and then we started to just get that little bit in front. Mm, yep. All right. Do we want to go to a break, Brian, or do we want to jump into the weekend, uh, the the Tuesday review from today? Jump into it, Brian. Let's go. All right, we'll get into our midweek pennant review. We'll start with Division 5. It was round 12 today. Uh, looking at the results, Avenal came over to Shep Park and had a 42-30 to 30 shot um, victory. 12 shots, 13 points to 1. Good result for Avenal there. Violet Town at home pipped East Shepparton 45-41, 12 points to 2. Rushworth claimed all the points against Marupna at home, 50-35. to 35. And Yarrower also claimed all the points there against Colburn Abbon, 48-21. Division 4, uh, Seymour went down to Tatura Hilltop um, in uh, what was a good win from the Bulldogs on the road there, 14-2-74-47. Shepparton Park uh, went down to Alexandra, um, 73-60-13-3. Kai Abram uh, went down to Merrigan, 60-52, 12 points to four there for Merrigan. Uh, Eildon, 83, defeated Murchison, 52, 16-0. And in the final game of the round, Doogie, 63, defeated East Shepparton, 48-15-1. Looking at Division 3, round 15, uh, more teams in this competition, obviously. Nagambi claimed all the points against Marupna Golf at Marupna Golf, 90-43. Namurka, too good also on the road, uh, travelled to Avenal, 73-60, uh, 14 points to two. Shep Park had a solid win against East Shepparton at home, 73-64, claimed all the points, as did Seymour VRI against Shepparton Golf, 87-53. And Yaroa, a little bit too good for Kyabram, 72-54, 14 points to two. Division two, uh, Kyabram had a 10-shot win over Shep Golf, 14-2. Uh, Shepparton Park, 63, defeated Tally Grutner by just four shots, 12, uh, 12 points to four. East Shepparton, 81, defeated Stanhope, 56, 15 points to one. Brian with a 16-shot uh, rink victory in that one. Uh, Seymour, 81, defeated Marutna Golf, 65, 14 points to two. And a, a tight one, Marutna uh, defeated Tachura Hilltop, 63-61. Uh, by just two shots, 14-2. And the Edna Harling Shield is a bit to digest here, Brian. Some uh, stunning results today, round 12. Looking uh, Shepparton Golf at home against Seymour, 72-56, 14 points to two. Probably expected that one. Yes. We get into a couple of more interesting results in terms of shaping the ladder. East Shepparton at home just pipped Tatura Hilltop, the reigning Premier, 72 shots to 67, 14 points to two. So that keeps their sort of faint glimmer of um, finals alive. couple of massive boilovers in the last two games. Yaroa, 
upset the top side, Kyabram, 73 shots to 69, 14 points to two. Just looking at those rink scores, Kenny Sutcliffe, who's been in sparkling form in recent times, 34-18 over Jenny Dixon. Uh, and Tony Kingma, 23-19 over Chris Preddy. Uh, Mary Greco did her best to try and drag Kybram over the line, 32-16 over Andy Houston, which is a great scalp for her. But it was Yavroa who have picked up in the last couple of weeks. They drew with Shep Park a couple of weeks ago. They've now knocked off Kybram uh, in a huge turn-up, Brian. Can they make the finals? They'd be struggling, yeah, we'll, I we'll, think, wouldn't we'll, they? No, they're not. We'll go through the latter, uh, once okay. we go through the last couple of results. But this this was the, the big one for me, an absolute stunner. Bottom side, Rushworth getting their second win of the year, 67 shots to 52 in a clean sweep against Sheppenden Park on the grass at Rushworth. Looking at the ring scores, Gene Sprague, 18-15 over Paul Warren, who'd stepped up to skip uh, in place of Marg Thorne. Um, so a good result there to Gene Sprague. Uh, Kevin Gilbert, who it looks like he, there's no lead named in that rink, so I'm not sure whether they played with three or not, but they did win 22-21 over Graham Myers, which is a good result as well, given Graham Myers' form has been um, pretty impressive over the past few weeks. And Laurie Nicholson was the decisive rink there, 27-16 over Die Hand. So uh, well done to Rush. We're second win for the year. And uh, so what, it, what it's done to yeah. the ladder is, is the accordion has been squeezed in, Brian. <laughs> and from first to seventh, there's only 30 points the difference. So um, yeah, know, less, less than two games. Uh, Kyabram, 120 points, sits on top. Shepard and Golf, 113 points, sits second. Then just out of the double chance is East Shepparton with 108 points, so only five behind. Two more points behind them is Shep Park in fourth. Uh, it, it drops down then um, for Euroa in fifth on 97 points, so only nine points behind fourth. Um, and from there, Seymour and Tatura Hilltop in sixth and seventh are both on 90 points. Um, only one game, effectively, uh, out of the four. And there's only two rounds remaining, so, you know, those six and seven sides would probably need a minor miracle to get in. Yeah, that's but, what I thought. But um, looking at next week's round, East Shepparton hosts Euroa, Kyabram plays Seymour, Shep Park in, um, plays Shep Golf, and Tatura Hilltop plays Rushworth. So I still think there's quite a lot of permutations and combinations that could make up that final those final ladder positions looking into the final series. I think um, you know, Shep Park will probably be kicking themselves really that um, hopefully that, that result today doesn't end up costing them in the in the wash up. Could have closed the door um, on finals, but uh, it will be uh, plenty to play out over the last fortnight. All right, we might jump into we got a review for last Saturday, Brian, or do you want me to bring those results up? You're the man. Rightio. You're the man. All right. Um, we'll just quickly jump into that. So this is Saturday pennant from the weekend just gone. I'll start with Division 7 results. It was round 12, I think it was. It was. Alexandra uh, had a eight-shot victory over Avenal, 43 shots to 35 on the road, which is a good win, 14 points to zero. Violet Town, 38-36 in a tight one against Eildon by two shots, 12 points to two. And Seymour pipped Rushworth, 41-39, 13 points to one. Division 6, Shepparton Golf, 72-40 over Maritna, 14 points to two. Uh, Uroa got a two-shot win over Dookie, 52-50, 12 points to four. Uh, Yay defeated Stanhope uh, 69-40 in a clean sweep. 
And Shepparton Park, 67, defeated Cairbrum, 61, 14 points to two. Division 5, 10-team uh, competition this one, so we're up to round 14. Alexandra on the road, but far too good for Marupna Golf, 93-47, 16 points to two. Merrigan in a tight one, they only won one rink, but it was enough to beat Murchison, 81-76, 12 points to six. Uh, Eildon, 97-68 against VRI at VRI, Seymour VRI, 15 points to three. Dookie claimed all the points against East Shep, 87-66 at home. And Colburn Avon went to Tatura Hilltop and came away with a 16-shot victory, 87-71, 14 points to four. Division four on Saturday, Kyabram with a clean sweep over Shep Park, 104-69. Tatura Hilltop, 92, defeated East Shepherd in 75, 16 points to two. Euroa, 93, got over the top of Tally Groupner, 76, 14 points to four. And in the uh, the local derby, Seymour versus Seymour VRI, it was VRI who took the points, 107-91, 14 points to four. Division three, Rushworth at home, uh, continuing their their good form, uh, obviously from the midweek today, or, or starting their good form. 99 shots to 79, 20-shot victory over Shep Golf, 17 points to one. Marupna went to Shep Park, and uh, this, this game started nice and early. Uh, they came away with a 99-83 to 83 victory, 16 points to Seymour, the benchmark side in this, this division, 117-71 over Avenal, 16 points to 2. And Nagambi went to Stanhope Stan and came away with a good win, 98-85, splitting the rinks there, 14 points to 4. Division 2, Shepparton Golf in uh, a massive win over Marupna Golf, 18-0, 144-61. Uh, Euroa, 112, defeated Tally Garutner, 77, 14 points to four. Tatura Hilltop, 103, defeated East Shep, 69, 17 points to one. And Kai Abram by two shots over Shepparton Park, 14 points to four. Looking at the Alan Matheson Shield, a bit to digest here as well, Brian. We'll start with uh, probably some of the uh, couple of the expected results. Shepparton Park, far too good for East Shepparton at home, 125 to 76, 16 points to two. Kevin Cox's rink did a good job. Uh, I think they were about 18, 13 down against Jeff Boyle and managed to pinch a couple of points there for East Shepparton, but Shep Park, far too good on the day. Tatura Hilltop exacted some revenge on Stanhope from their uh, previous meeting this season before Christmas. 111 shots to 81, 16 points to two. So um, sort of gives them a faint uh, finals hope and probably hurts Stanhope's chances a little bit. Tally Garupna, now this this one's probably um, a little bit closer than, or not, um, 102 shots to 80 against Marupna. Tally Garupna won 16 points to two, but Marupna were probably in front with about 15 ends to go. So a fantastic effort by Marupna. Just tape it away off um, at the little uh, at the end there. But, um, you know, they have really pushed Shep Golf and Tally Garupna, Marupna, Brian. They're, they're improving every week. Yeah, they certainly have. Look, I, I think they'll win a game. There's no doubt about it. They could win two games. They, they'd like to get off the bottom. But I, I think, uh, as I said a few weeks ago, if you're sitting... Second, last or last, the chance of you being relegated are pretty slim because I believe Shep Golf or Shep Golf or Kyabram will win Division 2 yep. or even Shep Park. I put your rower in about fourth, fourth chance at the moment. Yeah, and looking at those rink scores, Mitch Sybottom beat Bruce Anselmi 26-21, but that, that – um Rink was there was only one in it going into the last end, and Mitch picked up a number there, so that was very tight all day. Um, Adrian Pantling beat Darren Kelly twenty eight nineteen. Darren Kelly sort of jumped that rink a little bit and had had quite a good lead, so that was, they were neck and neck for probably eighteen or nineteen ends. 
Um, Bruce Robson, he was probably about 10 or so up against Mark Ryan, eventually held on for a 23-21 success to get Marutma some points. And um, David Dawes beat Josh Grieve 27-17. Again, that rink was quite close going into sort of the last five ends or so before Dawes' rink pulled away. So um, Marupna can certainly take a lot out of that, that, um, that result. This is the big one for us, has blown the premiership race wide open for mine. Kyabram at on their home rink claimed three of the four rinks against Shepparton Golf, as they did the first time they played before Christmas, but this time came away with the overall victory. 90 shots to 82, 16 points to two. Shepparton Golf's first loss of the year. And um, it's, it's interesting sort of reading the comments in, in the Shepparton News. The hero was um, Kybram Skipper, who actually was the only one that went down, Jeff Beattie. So he lost 19-25 to Brett Foley, but... Uh, from what the comments in the paper was um, 10 or more shots down at one stage and golf had their noses in front at Smoko and, and Beatty's rink really fought back. Robert George playing third to him. Bit of a different look this week. They had Paul McInnes as second and uh, David Townsend as um, as the lead. But um, they had their work cut out at Smoko and were able to cut the margin back and that was decisive in the end. Yeah, and it certainly, as you said, um, well, at least blows the race for uh, the double chance wide open after... Tally probably thought they might have sewn it up last week with a with a win over Kyabram. Uh, the Bombers have gone and uh, defeated Golf, so Shep Golf is on 139 points uh, on top of the ladder. Only now 16 points clear um, of Kyabram, who have moved back up into second on 123. Tally on 122, just one point behind in third. And Shep Park, again, only 12 or 13 points uh, behind both of those sides on 110. So it really is wide open for that. Um, those top two spots or the, the final top two spot. And um, as you said, Tatura Hilltop and Stanhope uh, likely out of the finals race now, but still with a, a mathematical chance um, about two games back with four to play. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yep, with the make-up weekend. Um, Brian, where, where do you sit on this result for Kyabram and what it does for the premiership race? Does it bridge the gap anymore for you? Yeah, I still think there's, there's three. Well, the top three clubs are a good chance... Uh, finals a different game. Golf got experience. Tally proved last year they're not unbeatable. Mm. And Kai Abram with 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 the addition of Rayner and uh, Connor Truen and Jeff Beattie, they've obviously they got the players. They got the players who can push golf or Tally all the way. I believe, and they proved that. Uh, actually, uh, I believe Beattie was fifteen shots down. Yep, and. Just well, just get off the subject. Greg Fitzpatrick was seventeen down after four ends against Hilltop, and he got up and won. Thirty-three, thirty, yeah. Seventeen down. He did a six and a five in the first two ends, I believe. Well, he's he's having a big year, Greg Fitzpatrick. Just looking at the skips ladder, he's won seven games, and I think he's sitting about second or third. Third, yeah. And um, you know, for a side that's sort of uh, sitting fifth or sixth. Um, you know, and probably not a renowned skipper, Greg, you know, but he's taken some scalps this year, that's for sure. Oh, he's having a fantastic season and uh, you've got to compliment his rink too. You can't do it on your own. So they're obviously gelled together well and are performing to forming up their expectations. What, what do you think of the premiership race, Calvin, after the Kybram golf result in Division 1? Look, I, I, I think it's it's still wide open. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no one's no one's unbeatable this year, yep. and you just got to be there on the day. 
So, um, and look, and, and with next week's round, um, Tally are going to be playing Eastship on Friday night. Yeah. So that'll be a, a good match to watch. That'll be obviously down at, down at uh, Shep Park. Yeah, and, and I believe um, Tat Hilltop are playing Shep Golf at Shep Golf as well. It's their first Friday night. Yeah, yes. their first Friday night game since they've had their lights done up as well. So there'll be a, a bit of a double header there. That's what we love to see. Um, <laughs> no, it's great. Already. Taking it's some great. crowd off each other, but. Um, yeah, two Friday night games is uh, I'm all for it. What I like about the Kybram result is during the week at selection they made some pretty big calls. Connor Truans the the bowls coordinator there, um, and he's gone down a skip, so he went and played third to Brent Rayner and Glenn Fields, who was playing third to Rayner, come across and skipped a rink. They changed some other things around with their leads and seconds and things like that. Jockey McInnes going back to a second, so they made some pretty um, big calls at selection, particularly going into a game against the benchmark in the competition and obviously they, they, they came off and um, and that'll give them a lot of confidence going forward. Out of the, the, the th- top three sides, I actually think Kybram's the best positioned in terms of their depth. I sort of look at Shep Golf's Division 2 and some of the guys that they've dropped from Division 1 to Division 2 who they might sort of look to this week um, at selection because I, th- I think maybe a couple of heads might roll at Chep Golf given that result there. But I'm looking at um, Kybram's depth from their ones to their twos, and I think it's far superior to Shep Golf and Tally Group, and they've got a lot more options there in their Division 2 in terms of who they can bring up if someone's out of form or if they've got someone available. You look at the likes of Rob Sini, John Horsler, Noel Redrop, Chris Preddy, guys that have a lot of Division 1 experience that they can bring in and perform a role, whereas I think Tally Garupna's depth maybe is lacking a little bit in their twos in terms of who they can bring up and and the same with golf as well even though they're both performing those clubs are performing well in division two it is a big step up when you're playing these big um, blockbuster games in division one so i think kyber is probably the best position for mine in terms of their overall depth yeah i'd agree with you there um, and I know, obviously, Kyabram's Division 2 is on top as well, which would indicate that, you know, from top to the bottom with all of their grades, um, they are in a really strong position. Definitely are. And, uh, yeah, you touched, uh, you covered that well, Ash. Yep. All right, we might jump into a preview, Brian, for this Saturday. Have you got, yes, you got yeah. your notes all sorted out? I've got this sorted out. Rightio. Division 7, round 13. I think it's February the 4th, isn't it, on Saturday? Yep, yep. time I'll pick, flies. I'll pick uh, Rushy to defeat Alex, Eildon to defeat Seymour, and Rushworth to defeat Violet Town. They're first and second on the ladder, Rushworth and then Violet Town. Uh, Division 6, round 12, Kai to beat Shep Golf, Park to defeat Dookie, Ye to defeat Marupna, and Yaroa to defeat Stanhope. Division 5, Alex to defeat Eildon, in the match of the day, Dookie to defeat Merrigan, Colbo to defeat Marupna Golf, Mertz to defeat Tad Hilltop and VRI to defeat East Shepparton. Division 4, round 12, Kai to defeat Seymour, Park to defeat Tally, VRI to defeat East and Yaroa to defeat Tad Hilltop. Division 3, round 12, Nagambi to defeat Rushworth. That should be the match of the day. I'll stick with me old side on their home green. Marupna to defeat Stanhope, Seymour to defeat Shep Golf, Park to defeat Avenal. Division 2, round 12. Kai to defeat Shep Golf, match of the day. Uh, followed closely by, this could be the match of the day too, Tally and Park, going for Park. This will be at Park too, at won't Park, it, Calvin? Yep, yep. yep. 
Uh, East to defeat Marupna Golf. This will be a close game, I believe. And Yaroa to defeat Tad Hilltop. Now, Division 1, Shep Golf are playing Tad Hilltop. I think Shep Golf will be... They'll be steam. They'll have steam coming out of their ears out there tonight. Well, well, what do you think they can do in terms of selection, Brian? Like, um, you know, the, the the sort of the signs have been there in a couple of their games that maybe they're not as invincible as yeah. what we thought. Um, can they change any combinations? Or like we've already seen, they they shifted Alan Dove over to third to Brett Foley, and Brett Gunning's gone over as a skip. Is there any other tinkering? Maybe Johnny Gribble does he maybe go down and, and uh, to third and Chris Ferguson swap with him? as a skip. Yeah, you know. well, that's a possibility. Macca Truen played in the twos a couple of weeks ago. He didn't play last week. Yeah, look, I'm not sure what the go is there, whether he's um, whether he is playing for the rest of the season or not, but um, he would be one that, if he is available, that could easily come in and fill a lead spot and would, would instantly make a rink better, I oh, think. Oh, he's a good leader. He bowled well in the final last year, even in the grand final. Yeah. But he had a good finals record. Paul Truman was a good player last season. I thought he performed well in the finals. Yeah. Um, you could do worse than put him in Division 1. And, well, I don't know. I think Johnny Gribble, they might make a, a skipper's change this this uh, round, actually. It wouldn't surprise me, yeah. No. And who are your tips in that? I think Shep Golf will get all the points. Yeah. Hal hath no fury like Shep Golf's What do you horn. think, Kelvin? Yeah, look, I, I, I think they'll... Um They'll get a, a good win over Tat. Yep. Agreed. Tally play East. This is a Friday night game at Shep Park. Yep. So I'm hoping to get down there. I haven't seen any Friday night games this year and go down. I'll be well looked after. Calvin will be down there buying me a beer. <laughs> and So I'm looking forward. The chairman will look after me. I will reciprocate. Uh, tally, Tally 18 zip. I don't think East will... East have been win- winning the rink. Kevin Cox or mm. Alan Houston have been bobbing up. Jack Spence has lost his last two or three after he won his first three. Yeah, it, it'll be out. It'll be on uh, the indoor. Ma- Will oh, it'll have to be? Yeah, I think with the lights. The lights or could I it be on so? grass? It, it could be on the grass. I believe. Well, okay, there, but, yeah, um, yeah. No, all, all the lights are all working. So, okay. um, yeah. Well, I played I, a night game there in the Vic Open, and there was yep. nothing wrong with the lights. Yeah, no, I, I believe they'll be playing on the grass, but yeah, I'm well, not one hundred percent sure. I okay, think I, I think Tally might come out with a bit of a point to prove in this one. They were pushed last week against Marupna, and I think maybe they um they'll come out really switched on and, and want to put a put on a good performance from start to finish and sort of put this one away early. So I'll go Tally eighteen nil as well. Yeah, they're going to need all eighteen. Um, oh, yeah. As this run home gets really tight for that second spot. Yeah, 18 zip. Stanhope hosts Shep Park. A big danger game, although I reckon the fourth settled Park. I can't see them going out. And I think Park will avenge um, the last couple of losses over there. Yes. Um, I think they look a lot solid on paper. Apart from Greg Fitzpatrick, you'd have to say the other three rinks at Stanhope have been pretty ordinary, really, in the last... Month or so. Well, I mean, you know, they had um, Crackers Keenan there for a little yeah. bit, and 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 un, you know, he's moved back to Bendigo there. So, you know, they would have been really hoping that he would give them a boost in the second half of the year, and um, unfortunately, that hasn't eventuated. You know, Ben Fletcher had some good results at the start of the year, and um, you know, and with Keenan going out, it sort of flipped their combinations around a little bit, and um, and obviously, Greg Fitzpatrick's rink's been pretty stable the whole way through. Um, 
as you mentioned, it has been a bogey venue for Shep Park in recent years. So, you know, we'll have to be switched on right from the start. But, you know, if we can get this result, um, you know, on the board and hope that Shep Golf beats Tad Hilltop, that might nearly close the door for for, for, yeah. for the top four. So. I reckon it's closed already. Park 16 too. 18 nil for me. I reckon we'll have four 18 nils, which means I'll probably get all of them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Marupna, what's your tip in that? Obviously, you know, for Park, Kelvin. Yeah, look, I, I, I do believe that I'll go for Park. In yeah, so do I. <laughs> Marupna hosts Kai Abram, and Marupna's form hasn't been too bad. Bottom side, haven't won a game, but I'll say they'll win a rink against the top side or second top side. Well, the way that their form's trended against the top three sides, I mean, they, they nearly caused the, the, the boil over of the season against Shep Golf, and they were quite good for sort of 85 ends or, or so, 90 ends against Tally last week. So they seemed to lift against, you know, this, this superior, yeah, the superior competition. But, um, you know, Kybram will be on a high after last weekend's result against Golf, and I think they'll continue that momentum quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I, th- <clears throat> I think 18 nil as well, but I, I think Marupna might have one eye turned towards the next fortnight in terms of trying to get their combinations really right this week and, um, you know, get their form up because they've got East and, and Stanhope in the next fortnight. Which so will be two golden that, chances. That'll be um, their, their prelim and grand final. Yes, yes. Now, um, we do have to clarify something that we spoke about last week just in terms of the, um, the heat policies, and luckily we've got Calvin on for us just to, um, you know, clarify what we spoke about with the heat policies regarding midweek competition and Saturday, Cal. Yeah, look, I, I listened to you last week and uh, I thought, oh, not sure on that one. So I, I, I went delving into the book and did a bit of checking. So on both the midweek and the weekend, if the temperature gets to 38 on the day, then it's called off. There is a, Where the difference is is that um, the weekend one will be, can be called off depending on the temperature on the wind news the night before, but yes. that doesn't apply to the midweeker. But they both get called off on 38 degrees. Yeah, and, and, and obviously um, with the midweek pennant starting earlier, um, it probably eliminates a lot of the, the, the possibility of that happening. So usually they, they do tend to get through, but um, it's, it's good that you're able to check that for us and um, clarify that 38 is the magic number to, to hop off the green if in the event of extreme heat. Yeah, and I'd like to uh, throw in that it's good to see some of the division start early, use a bit of common sense last week, and I believe that there, there shouldn't be any exception, even division one. There might be one person from each from mm. some clubs working Saturday morning, but some work Friday nights as well. So you can't please everybody. And if you want to have a game of bowls, well, I think you go with the uh, majority. Well, you're never going to really um, get anything done if, you, if you're catering to a minority, really. If, you, if, you, sure. if you're making a decision based on the needs of one person, um, it's very hard to sort of get anything done. So, yeah. Yeah, as someone who picked up the ball for his... First over since March uh, at about 4pm on Saturday. I, I was certainly wishing that cricket started a bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go any further, do we, Tyler? What were the figures like? No, there was enough uh, the, enough cricket chat on a uh, couple of the last after the Jacks, so we'll, we'll leave it there. But uh, <laughs> no, none for 11 or 4, not too bad. Yeah, that's no, good. All but, right. Uh, thanks very much, uh, listeners, for joining us this week. And, of course, Calvin, for, for coming in um, and into the studio and, and putting up with Brian. Yeah, no, my pleasure. So thanks for inviting me. Just along. before you go, Calvin, you've got a you want to mention your your medley you've got down oh, there. Yes. The five aside. Yeah, five aside. So it's on um February the ninth. 
Thursday. I'm thinking of course. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. I believe it's the ninth. Um, and look, it's, it's a really great day. So uh, one one game is uh, singles and a four. Uh, next game is a, a pairs and a triple. And the other one is also pairs and triples, but it can't be the same pair. So um, uh, I, I believe they've got a, um, a pretty full book already. Always so, a popular um, tournament. Yeah, very popular. So there's still a few vacancies, is it? Look, I'm not sure on that. No, you no, need, that's you'd need right. to give a call on that one. Um, and I, in fact, I don't even think I've managed to get a game. So <laughs> they must they must have already booked them out. Yeah, they must have. And uh, she- East Shepherd, they got a twilight tournament at three o'clock start on Sunday. Four games of ten ins, two bowl triples. And if you get um, if if you someone who wants a game, feel free to ring Kevin Cox or Dennis Galt. Ivan Hall to put a team in. So they've still got some spots available on that? They have, they have, yes. Calvin, it'd be good to see you out there, mate. Right (laughs) on. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.